Hello, true believers. Welcome to a brand new issue one of your glorious, excitable, intelligent, hopefully interesting <laughs> dissection <laughs> of all things comics before they became a movie franchise wet dream. Mm. Together, we have Orion Gear, Slope Sleeves, Hello. and myself, Galactosh. Bringing you the thoughts of two middle-aged men who've grown up on a children's uh, medium and overly thought it through for way too long. First, Orion Gear sleeves. What, what's your background with comics? Well, my background with comics is all I've been reading them since I was a kid. Starting with those uh, things like the Beano and the Dandy, graduating onto uh, Dan Dare, 2000 AD, Judge Dredd, etc. And then on to things like... Well, Marvel, Spider-Man, DC Comics and so on. And really haven't stopped since. Still reading them today, although in much shorter numbers than uh, than, uh, than maybe I was in my, at my peak. Oh, aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> There's too many comics these days. There's no way to read them all. I'm sure someone has. Yeah. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, we are. Listeners. Well, we know someone who has. We read a book about him. Oh, yeah. That's all the Marvels, by the way, if anyone yep. uh, listening wants to know about it. I recommend it thoroughly. It's a great read. It's an interesting read. <laughs> yeah. There's a long section on Shang-Chi that I never thought anyone would write that much about one character, but, you know. No, no, it is. I recommend yeah, it. It's a great read. I really enjoyed it. But we're not talking about that. No, today <laughs> we are not talking about Shang-Chi or all the Marvels. Just all the Marvels we've read in the last couple of weeks. You certainly is all the Marvels I've read in the last couple of weeks, yeah. <laughs> Maybe one other. Because what more fitting way is there to start when we're going through a reread of all the comics? Why not start where the modern Marvel Universe started? In fact, mo most people consider where modern comics began. Mm -hmm. Unless you're an absolute DC fan and then it'll be uh, The Flash. Yeah. Uh, but let's ignore The Flash <laughs> because we're talking about the Fantastic Four, which brought ahead a new medium of comic book writing mm -hmm. from Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Um, it's actually interesting about how the Fantastic Four started as a comic. Yes. Because it... I've read this. Go from... on. Oh, no, no. If you've read it, go for it. <laughs> well, what I read was that um, the owners of um, National and Timely Comics were out on the golf course or something and chatting about the latest uh, DC comic book that was doing very well indeed on the uh, newsstands, which was uh, the Justice League, who'd recently returned to uh, have a big fight with Starro. And uh, yeah. Martin Goodman, the owner of Timely, which Timely would eventually become Marvel, quickly got on the phone to uh, Stan Lee and told him to write a superhero book dead quick. Yeah, that's exactly what I heard. And this is also from... Although, however much you can trust from Stanley's mouth, mm. he said that at the time he was tiring of the medium and he was not seeing any way comics could go forward. Uh, he was upset that there wasn't enough people and personalization of actual characters within comics. Mm. Um, and he took on Goodman's idea uh, from Marvel um, and went, yeah, all right. And then decided to not write a superhero team, but instead write a drama about a family. Yeah. I mean, it, it is it is a superhero team, but it's not it's not like just the Justice League at all. No, it's not like they all turn up and go, "Hey guys, let's go sort this out." Yeah, brilliant idea. Why wouldn't we do that? No, they just spend it's half like... the comic bickering with each other. Oh, <laughs> we'll get on to that. 
that's something very evident in the first ten. It issues. absolutely is. Uh, we're going to see a few trends kick in mm-hmm. as we discuss these. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think before this comic, I think Marvel was still kind of well, it was timely at the time. Was still flitting backwards and forwards between like romance, um, yeah. uh, westerns, and monster comics, depending on what the flavor of the month was. Yeah, because well, if you remember, Marvel were having a bit of a problem because they didn't pro- publish their own comics. True. DC were publishing their comics mm-hmm. and they only let them publish eight comics a month. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, there's lots of chopping and changing. It's miraculous that Fantastic Four continued. Yeah. And was there all the time throughout this. All the other chop, all the comics chopping and changing, like Incredible Hulk getting six issues mm. and then go merging into Tales of Suspense. Yeah, they just changed title mid run, wouldn't they? Yeah. And then when they got more space to make more comics, they just went, yeah, we'll just call it back again. <laughs> so Hulk starts again, issue like one, 102. And as uh, things have continued since, really. Yeah. So Marvel, trendsetting as always, <laughs> starting away. No, no need to reset to number one. We can always reset to the current number of what it would have been if it hadn't stopped. Legacy numbering, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's get cracking and then have a look at the first issue of the Fantastic Four. Well, I think, Galactos, you are going to ask me about my experience of the Fantastic Four up until this oh. point. Right, that's an edit point. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, Sleeves, Ryan Gear, whatever you want to be called today. So, what are your general feelings before getting into this about the Fantastic Four? I'll be honest with you. I've never really cared for the Fantastic Four. They've not really been um, a team that I've paid that much attention to. I've obviously read them in other comics, like during big crossover events and so on, but I've read very few actual issues of Fantastic Four. Like, I've definitely read some, but it's very, very, very low number. Um, yeah. My experience of Fantastic Four as a kid was we had a VHS of the 70s cartoon series, the one with Herbie the robot instead of the torch in it. Yeah. Which was, was that due to like licensing, t- film licensing or something? Well, sort of. It's also they didn't want children burning each other. Yeah, that's also true. They thought they would replicate the Human Torch's powers on the streets <laughs> and uh, throw fireballs at each other. Yeah. Herbie was a bit crap, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. He was, yeah, a bit rubbish. He was always a bit rubbish in the comics, to be fair. So, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't read a lot of them and I always found them a bit unrelatable when compared to other heroes like Spider-Man and so on. So I never really delved into them too much and my actual experience up until this point up until reading this tomb was more the modern fantastic four yeah. that you would have seen in recent crossovers um like in the 2000s and so on yeah so you know well, well established first family of marvel reed richards super genius very important you know all that kind of stuff not not this comic that we've just read, which is quite different. <laughs> yes. So, um, how, how, so how about you? What was your experience of the Fantastic Four in your lifetime? I was literally thrown into the Fantastic Four around the 300s. Mm-hmm. Um, it must, must have been about 328 or three, somewhere between 324 and 328. I just, it was, I was given a copy of a comic. Um, 
And it's one of the many issues where Ben, be- uh, the thing becomes Ben Grimm again. Mm-hmm. But this is the one that took for longer. Okay. And then I, I don't know, something about it just grabbed me. I think it's because of the Marvel Top Trumps. <laughs> I had them before I'd even been reading comics. And it was just, I was just amazed that there was this team of four and a big, huge orange Rocky guy. I've got to say, the thing is the one that maybe the torch as well, but the thing is definitely one of the ones that stands out and that gets you gets your attention. Yeah. Did did with me yeah. when I was a kid. Oh yeah, uh, look, not getting ahead of myself, uh, and obviously the first ten issues, Fantastic Four, really don't show this. But Marvel hasn't done a lot of character work in its time. It's not brilliant at character development. It does it in short, sharp bursts. We were discussing this the other day. Mm. Um, the thing is one of the few superheroes that they've put a lot of thought into. Yeah. And they've put actual characterization into. Everyone else in the Fantastic Four has had a bit every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like they'll have an arc where they get a bit of a character and then slip back into just being a support character for each other. It's odd when you've got a comic with four support characters. Mm. And then the next one that's got a bit of character is Human Torch. Mm-hmm. They give him actual arcs. And yet, when they seem to get round to Sue Storm, they oh, the only character arc I can really remember that stands out for her is when uh, she got possessed by an entity called Malice and wore a lot of uh, very little clothes. Well, she is portrayed as, yeah, this, well, not, not words not sex symbol, but, you know, the. She is the damsel. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, she's the damsel in distress, particularly right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of good in Fantastic Four, but it doesn't really start until about issue 20. <laughs> I don't I think there's seeds of it in what we've just read. Yeah. Uh, the first so like, year of it, it is laying the plot. Mm-hmm. It's just laying an outline. You can t- feel that they've got a bigger idea coming, but they just haven't managed to work out how to get it going in a comic title of its type Uh, but on that note we should crack into issue one let's do it so in Pulp Fiction style it starts in the middle yeah with uh the big Fantastic Four flame firing into the sky. Yeah. And uh, some monsters creating havoc. And then we go into the classic Fantastic Four origin. Yeah, it's a cold open, isn't it? Yeah. You, you basically, you see Reed Richards use a flare gun to sum, summon the rest of the, the Fantastic Four. And you don't even know who these yeah. people are yet, You've, you know. No. And there, I did notice that they're living in a city called Central City that becomes New York later. But for now, it's Central City. Yeah, Standard are set aside a bit on how much he was going to uh, base this on true life. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole day after tomorrow thing hadn't <laughs> been set out yet. Yeah. And then we, we get we get their full origin. Yes, we Which do. involves the classic four people still a spacecraft, go into space, get hit by a uh, cosmic rays, come back down to Earth, have a bit of pain, come out with new powers. Yeah. As you do. Yeah. I hadn't. I mean, I I know this origin story, but um, I put, I've not read the original version of it probably ever, and I was surprised at what a kind of a kind of callous bastard Reed Richards is. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
To be fair, that is a character trait he has kept. Well, yeah, fair enough. Because it's like that isn't new. Yeah, it's like they're, they're like um, they've been building this spaceship to go into space, um, but then they suddenly decide that they need to do it right now. Yeah, and they break in and steal their own spaceship. Yeah. Even though Ben is kind of going, uh, we haven't really kind of worked out the implication of these cosmic ray things. He's like, no, it's fine. Let's go. Um, And obviously that Reed's shielding is not good enough. And the cosmic (laughs) rays do take their toll. And um, yeah, the the rocket crashes and they all end up with amazing powers. And this actually sets up a lot of the things character arc. Mm. Of he's really bitter with his old friend. I think he's got he's got every right to be. <laughs> yeah, the other two don't seem to care so much. No, well, well, they've got nice, cool powers. Yeah, you know that they can turn on and off. True. Um, whereas Ben's just stuck, which is the whole the whole <laughs> character, really. Yeah. Although, spoilers ahead, he's not as stuck as he'd like to think. Yes, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> even within these first ten issues, he does revert back a few times. <laughs> Because uh, so we've once we've had the origin, uh, we get another monster attack from um, the not racist French Equatorial Africa. Africa, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, got another big monster attack, mm-hmm. which this time the uh, Fantastic Four are racing off to go see, and then they're captured by the mole man. Yes, who's it's 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 pretty brisk. This it is. Yes, it's amazing how this is all in one issue, and we're not even halfway there yet. No. They just turn up in Africa, get captured by the Mole Man. Uh, not entirely sure how. Yeah, I can't remember how now. I've not got any notes about how that happened. Well, <laughs> I think... Reed and Johnny walk down a hole. Yes. See, all oh, there's some bright light. Next thing, they're captured and in some different suits. Yeah, they put them in some weird radiation suits or something, don't they? Yeah. Um... Yeah, and Mole Man's a bit of a tragic character as well. He kind of like was kind of yeah. ostracised and went off to live in underground. Yeah, and met some mole people. Yeah, like you, as you came. do. Yeah, typical Sunday. <laughs> Strolled in the park, fall down a hole, find your people. Mm-hmm. We've all done it. Um, but then Mole Man decides to give us his full origin story. Of course, yeah. As you do. But this also goes to show a common theme through really early, not just Fantastic Four, but Marvel, how they they put more effort into their villains. Yes, agreed. Like, so far, we've actually got a more sympathetic villain turn up than we've got an introduction to our main characters. Yeah, I mean, Mole Man isn't, isn't evil. No. He's a bit of a dick, but, like, yeah. you know, he's he's, he's he's got his reasons. Yeah, it, like people bad to him. It's the typical bully syndrome. Mm-hmm. He's been bullied by the jocks. He wants to go hit the jocks. Precisely. It's uh, you know a very common th- thread through uh, America, even to today. Mm-hmm. Just they don't all do it with giant monsters anymore. <laughs> um, and then there's this really weird bit. So we've got his origin story, and then he monologues for a bit about how what he's going to do to the the upstairs people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then decides to fight with a stick. That's right. One of the Fantastic Four. Now I've reread this about five <laughs> times. I can't work out which one it was. I have it here next to me, and I was just flicking through because yeah. I didn't write um, full notes on this one issue for some reason. I just realised. 
But yeah, they fly off to what is it? Um, Monster Island. And then they go down yeah. a hole. And then they meet the mole man. And yeah, he has a fight. And yeah, I, yeah, I don't know who that's supposed to be. <laughs> and I'm not sure we're supposed to know. No, I don't think it matters. It doesn't. They're just in that spe- those special suits that Mole Man stuck them in for yeah. some reason. Just prior to this, we've had a bit of a scene with uh, Sue Storm sitting upstairs, fainting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. she. Uh... Why is she fainted? No one knows. It's just I think they needed her to get a fainting in a bit. There are some bits in, in all of these issues which just happen and you're like, what yeah. does this add to the plot? Nothing. It's just there. <laughs> Oh, it's like how they get out of the mole man. The thing just turns up. Mm-hmm. He just walks in, and then all of a sudden, they're escaping. Yeah. And they've got the mole man. And then um, they have to get out. Oh, no, there's monsters. So they just dump the mole man. Johnny Storm melts all of the tunnel out. Buries, as far as they know where, kill the mole man. And all his monster people. Yep. And they, they 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 have no idea what happened to him until they go, oh, he's blown himself up. That's all right. We're all safe now. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. He's he's blown yeah. himself up. That's that's got rid of him. That's that's that over. We won't even check. We'll just yeah head off home. That's fine. I mean, I imagine when this was written, they weren't even sure there was even going to be a second issue. <clears throat> no, true. So it's like, but you think you'd put a bit more into it if you think <laughs> it's a one shot. Let's use all our ideas. It's a, it's a story. It's exciting. Kids are going to enjoy it. I think it's fine. But yeah, yeah. It, it, it isn't. Um, it does seem very thrown together. I think even trying to view it through 1960s eyes, mm-hmm. where they're not used to this, this is a bit. Hold on. We're just going to do stuff, hmm. and then stuff will happen. This is very much the wizard did it. Yeah, don't explain it too much. Yeah. This is what's happening, and it doesn't matter why. Isn't it yeah. exciting? Yeah. There's monsters, there's fighting, there's a, a guy who turns on fire, like yeah. there's a bloke made out of orange rock, it's all great. You know, you've yeah. never seen something like this before. I mean, you know, there's a guy who who's made out of rubber and decides to call him Mr. Fantastic, which is uh, you know, yeah. a, little bit, a little bit big-headed of him. Well, he has got an inflated ego. He has, yeah. Uh, literally, he can inflate his own ego. <laughs> uh. Yes. But this is a man who's just, everyone else is arguing, he'll be standing there with a pipe. Mm. Just going. I tell you what, I'll do. <laughs> yeah, he's quite. He's quite self righteous and impulsive. Yeah. This is meant to be a genius. Yeah, it's the man who invented a rocket to go to space. Yeah, but you'd think he'd be a little bit more cautious. <laughs> yeah, but no, uh, no, no, no. Like, oh, this is taking too long. We've got to beat the commies into space. Yeah, like, what? Have we heard that the commies have got a rocket? No, no. We just need to do it now. Let's go. Let's go steal this rocket off of, off of I imagine, the US government and go into space yeah. um, for no reason, really, other than to test it. Because later writers have realised there's a few little flaws in this. <laughs> uh, when they've gone back and revisited the origin, it's all got to be they're cancelling it because um, they reckon Reed's done his maths wrong. Mm. And uh, they've worked, Reed's gone, we need to get in there before we'll have locked it down, taken away all authorization codes, otherwise we'll never get out of it. Yeah, yeah. At least it's, they've it's... given it a bit... Laid into the arrogance a bit more, but at least they've gone. It's easy enough to this. rewrite, isn't it? Like it's not. Yeah. It's not difficult. It's just that the way it was presented in the first issue is a little bit kind of clunky yeah. and weird. And uh, this is only the first time of many in the first ten issues we see the origin. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, that happens. But I think that that's that's deliberate, isn't it? It's kind of like yeah. recapping in order because you know 
back then comics were disposable items. Yeah. You know, you weren't. This is to catch the later people who missed the first couple of issues. Yeah, you miss the first issue, you're not going to know why they got these special powers. So you explain it again in issue three or four yeah. or whatever, so that they know. Uh, there's a few instances of this. Um, we're going we're gonna to go have it coming up quite soon, where they kind of do a kind of one of their famous cross sections of the Baxter Building, and they do it again, yeah. like yeah. two or three issues later. Oh, it's it's like they want you to really know. It they're trying. To, you can feel what uh, Lee and Kirby are trying to do. Mm-hmm. They're trying to build a world, yeah, which is something that DC before them hadn't really been doing as much mm-hmm. outside of perhaps Batman, yeah, where he'd got a static place to live all the time. Because even the early days of the Fortress of Solitude, it could be anything, look different, be different yeah. every time you go visit it. Like, is he using a massive key to get in this week, or has he got a, a Superman robot who's going to let him in? Uh, does he just have to? Does he just pass through the walls? Because there's no real consistency with the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah, agreed. The Bat Cave, yeah, all right. It's it looks pretty much like a cave. It could just be a different angle. It's just, just a it's so, a dark cave. It's not really got yeah. any defining features apart from there's a no. Batmobile in there and a Batman in yeah. there. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, that's about it. And sometimes but, he's got some trophies. But like, yeah, it's. But the rest of DC is just tends to be uh, what our superhero has stumbled into the week of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, even Batman and Superman. Yeah, uh, early days were just uh, oh look, I've seen something. But the Fantastic Four do just wander into a few things. They do. They seem to be very much in the right place at the right time. But it feels like each issue is adding more to the story rather than it just being yeah. the next episode of. Batman, Superman, yeah. which is completely unrelated to the last one. Yeah, because however standalone these are, you can feel that there's something more coming. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to that. So, should we move on to issue two? We can, yeah, yeah. Do you think there's more to dissect on issue one yet? Not really. I mean, apart no. from it, I mean, it's interesting how fully formed they kind of they kind of turn up. Like, obviously, they don't all look like they do now. Like, no. spe- specifically, the thing. No, but uh, the things look actually changes because of uh, Reed. It's actually more often than not a direct result of Reed Richards trying to uh, change the thing back to Ben Grimm. Yeah. They brought in many different art styles. Well, we haven't got to the classic thing look yet. No. Because we haven't got to the classic uh, Reed turns Ben back for a little bit and then seems to mutate a little more. Yeah, the kind of heavy brow kind of um, look that he has. Yeah, I mean, he's more like a kind of like, Looks almost like almost more like molten rock rather than kind of yeah. cracked rock. This is what is uh, affectionately known as the thing's uh, oatmeal stage. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's even referred to in the comics when he looked like oatmeal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he just looks like a bowl of oatmeal. Yeah, because I mean, apart from getting the grey temples and that, and just going to get getting kind of generally sorted out, Mister Fantastic doesn't change much. Ne- neither does the Invisible Girl really. No. The torch does a bit. He's it, like the first few issues, he's just this kind of big f- man on fire, essentially. Yeah. But later, he becomes that more kind of a streamlined kind of you know red guy with the yeah. lines on business that you get used to, and becomes his 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 uh, his classic yeah. look. He very much looks like the original Human Torch right now, mm-hmm. or Toro more more specifically. Yeah. Remember, they're still reusing some ideas because. Uh, there's a big controversy about actually who came up with the Fantastic Four. Like every Marvel thing. <laughs> um, 
but this one's a bit more, little more underlined because uh, Stanley reckons that in Stanley fashion that Jack Kirby did help him invent it because he definitely developed the look. Yeah. But Jack Kirby wrote and drew a comic called Challenges of the Into the Unknown, mm-hmm. where four people dressed in suits, exactly like the ones the Fantastic Four wearing when they steer the spacecraft, go and steer the spacecraft and go and go into space into the unknown. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's a it's a a recycled idea of yeah of Jack Kirby's, but how much of that it then evolved with. Mm. Stanley's input because it's not the same story after that, but it is the same origin. I think, like with any of these things, it's 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 a half a dozen of Stanley and uh, you know six of <laughs> six of the other guy. Like it's yeah. it's very much a collaboration. Yeah, just a not at that point. What was the typical collaboration? Because no. this is the beginning of the Marvel method. It is. Yes, I wrote yeah. that down. Yes, this is when the Marvel method really starts, isn't it, with a yeah. with Fantastic Four? Because this is uh, Stanley comes up with an idea, tells Jack to go off and write it. Yeah, draw it. Sorry, and then uh, come Stan comes back and puts some words in. Yeah, so I mean, the, the for the listeners at home that 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 probably if you're listening to this, you probably know what the Marvel method is, but it's essentially the writer just writes a kind of an outline of a story. And then hands it to the artist, and the artist fills in the gaps, and then it and it kind of goes back and forth that way, rather than traditionally comics are very heavily scripted, and the artist draws exactly what they're told. Yeah. So the Marvel method is far more loose, <laughs> in many ways than one. Mm. If we ever get round to doing the first ten issues of Amazing Spider-Man, there's <laughs> oh, a very will. good uh, story about that. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's move on to issue two, which is Intro of the Scrolls. It is. The Fantastic Four meet the Scrolls from outer space, as yep. it's called. So what might re- immediately hit me over this issue is the beginning seems to be is the FF seem to be just up to shit. Yeah. Like they're just doing what they're doing. They're just doing shit. Don't know. Uh, they're up to, but they're being evil. They're nicking yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're being arseholes. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, why is this doing? Oh, look, it's because it's not the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Dun, they're imposters. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see, yeah. The torch melts a, a giant uh, marble statue. Now, when I read this, I looked up what the melting point of marble was, and it's incredibly <laughs> high. Yeah. <laughs> it also has to be done under pressure. It's already a metamorphic rock. Uh, exactly. I don't know how. I mean, at least it could have been like a, uh, I don't know, an iron statue or something. You know, that would yeah. be more believable. But no, it's a, it, they specifically say it's made of solid marble. And I'm like, how the hell is he melting that? It's not so even the real human torch doing it. No. And there's also some se- severe retconning comes later because the yeah. scrolls do not have the fanta- do not have superpowers outside of being able to turn into other people and other things. Well, they they're using um, devices, aren't they? Like the guy who's yeah. the torch is using like a um, like a jetpack thing. Yeah, but... and the guy who is um, the thing is he's, he's like in a, he's in some kind of suit of some sort, isn't he? Yeah, but it's only um, the one who's being 
Mr. Fantastic that's basically using his scroll powers. Okay, it just seems like a... This feels more like the start of a Batman 66 TV episode. Mm. Batman stealing? <laughs> How could this be true? Robin melting a statue? <laughs> yeah, it Precisely. just feels like one of those beginnings of, ah, women, what, what, no, 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 I'm going to throw away my comic in disgust. They're villains now. It's fantastic. It's the second yeah. issue. It's the second <laughs> issue. And it's like, we're, they're bad guys now. Yeah. You it's haven't really even good. got to know them. It's just going, oh, yeah, there's, there's some bad stuff going down. They're doing it. Yeah. Uh, this was what they are all the time. But then this this then cuts to uh, the news. And then the Fantastic Four seeing this on the news mm-hmm. and being unhappy. Yes. And we get the first instance of the thing goes angry. Apeshit. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, the first of many. It's like once an issue, the thing has to throw his toys out the pram. Well, he throws a stuffed bear's head through the window <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for some reason. See, that shows you how much strength he's got. If he could show, throw a stuffed toy for a, a glass window. <laughs> I think it's a, I think it's taxidermied, but yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just hung. Sorry. It's a, it's a trophy hung on the wall because yeah. they're, they're off. They're off in a, they're on holiday or they're hunting or something. They've gone to yeah, a shack. They're in a shack. Yeah. But they're still listening to the news. Yeah, well, they have to keep up with current affairs. They are the Fantastic Four. True. So the thing's getting a bit irate, and then they just get captured. The yeah. army turn up and capture them. So this is quite a common thing. Two yes. issues in, Fantastic Four get captured. Mm-hmm. And it always seems to be some bright light or some big smoke. Mm. They haven't thought ahead about gas yet. <laughs> it's their big weakness. Later. And yeah. then they come up, so the army go, oh, and they go, no, it's not us. All right. And then the Human Torch has a plan. Yeah, they they go with them willingly, don't they? They yeah. kind of go, all right, yeah, fair enough. We're not going to fight you. Yeah. But then they imprison right. them and they, they built special prisons for each one of them. Yeah. Which they all immediately escape from and steal a helicopter. Yeah. They just <laughs> get out. So you wonder why they went with them in the first place if they were going to escape. Um, <laughs> I wish I could answer. I suppose it's just so you've got another three, 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 another three pages of comic book, isn't it? Yeah. Essentially, uh, I think it's so that they can anger more people on their way of getting out of it. Mm-hmm. Because they could have just avoided the army because they're still on the run from them. It's just more drama. It's more action. Yeah. It's more Stan Lee. <laughs> <laughs> We got to get them captured. The scrolls can't <laughs> capture them, so let the army. Like the army has captured them. Now they get out. Okay. <laughs> now they got to have a plan. Okay. Human yeah. torch. I tell you what. I'll I'll do some shit, mm. and we will see if the scrolls think I'm one of them. Yeah. Which works, provided the one that's being Johnny Storm isn't with them. Yes. Which miraculously he isn't yeah the other three turn up and just grab him <laughs> and go come with us kid all right i'm a scroll yeah yeah and gets in the back of the car and then they just get all captured again um i know there's something in the middle of that but well they no they no no johnny goes back with them and yeah. he um they immediately go like straight away go actually you're not you're just john you're the real johnny storm and he goes yeah. oh yeah i am and then he fires his flare gun out the window. Yeah. And the rest turn up. That's it. Yeah. And then that comes to... That's when they have a fight, essentially. Yeah. 
And then this is where we get the first of many thing turns back to Ben. Mm-hmm. Which I think I noted does happen every single issue for the first ten. It does happen a lot. <laughs> he does do that from time to yeah. He does he does turn back a couple of times at least. Yeah. Um, I maybe four in the first I, two issues. I miss it. Yeah, but we could come on to that yeah. because we've then got uh, the master plan of how to dispose of the scrolls. Mm-hmm. So they basically incapacitate the scrolls fairly quickly, don't they? The, the four yeah. imposter scrolls. Yeah, well, you know, they're they're not the real Fantastic Four, so how are no. they going to take them on? Yeah, exactly. But they haven't got real plows. Kalert hasn't been invented yet. What? Kalert. What's Kalert? Uh, that is the Super Scroll. Oh, I see. Okay, yes, yes. I, I'm yeah. aware of Super Scrolls. I actually, I've, I've recently watched Secret Invasion. I, I don't recommend it. Okay. Uh, yeah, it it wasn't where I was hoping it was going. I <laughs> so, I had faith in it right up until about episode four. It felt like that. Yeah, let's let's not go on about it too much in this no. podcast. But, but it, it, yeah, it 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 starts well and then it just descends into the normal yeah. bollocks at the end. But we wouldn't have had that if it wasn't for issue two of the Fantastic Four. Absolutely, we would not even have scrolls. No, this is a wrong running villain. Mm-hmm. They actually get a decent plot after a while. Yeah, they're not just turning up to Earth for reasons. But this isn't the decent plot we're talking oh, about. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Because uh, the entire way of incapacitating the scrolls involves hypnosis. Mm. Yeah, we well, get onto that. So we we yeah. learn that the the reason the scrolls have tried to turn everyone against the Fantastic Four is they want the humans to either destroy the Fantastic Four or remove them from the board yeah. so they can invade Earth. Uh, because they see, see the Fantastic Four as the only threat to their invasion. To be fair, at this time, they are the only threat. True. Um, not for long, though. Oh, no. <laughs> because we have a very similar plot coming up in a few more <laughs> issues, where we've added an extra person to those people who can <laughs> stop uh, world domination. Yeah. But yeah, so after that, yeah. what do they do? It, I See, this is a bit... I keep getting a blank on what exactly happens at the end of this issue. No matter how many times (laughs) I write down a synopsis. So I can tell you, I can tell you there. So after they've incapacitated them, they decide to go to the mothership. Ah, yes. In a water tower, which is actually a rocket disguised as a water tower. It's the Skrull's rocket disguised as a water tower on on top of that apartment block. They go to the mothership pretending to be the scrolls, yeah. pretending to be the Fantastic Four. Yeah. And, and this then is they when they take... go through the radiation belt again, isn't it? Yeah. And they take with them photographic evidence of why they definitely can't invade yeah. Earth, which is phony photos of monsters and giant ants and shit. Yeah. And go, look, look at these horrible things that are on Earth that are going to definitely stop you in your tracks. And the scroll leader goes, oh, shit, well done. Have a medal. Uh, we're leaving. Yeah. Yeah, because they basically Reed Richards tells them, "Yeah, you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. You can't do this." Uh, and then they get captured again. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is where the thing turns back into um, Ben yeah. a very short while after coming back in the rocket. I think that's through going through the radiation belt that gave them their powers in the first place. Precisely, yeah. So yeah. it's cosmic rays. It goes through the cosmic belt or whatever. Yeah, so they go through the rays. He gets dethinged. Mm-hmm. And then becomes a thing again within like five panels. It's it's a couple of pages, I think, but yeah, it's not long. Yeah, <laughs> it's very quick. It's like, yep, yeah, you need to be back again. 
yeah. so he can wrestle a snake. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because they go back to the apartment where they left the scrolls, and yeah. they are now long, no longer tied up, and they're all turned into weird creatures. Right, they've got these. They've got these things tied up that Inu could uh, stretch and change his shape. How did they think rope would work? Precisely. So they were going to break out anyway. Yeah, yeah, of course. And it is. allows them to have another action-packed battle with them. Yeah. Well, action-packed. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's just, I, th- I think for the comics of the time, it's fairly yeah. action-packed. Because one of the standouts for me is Stanley is pit loquacious. Mm. Why say one word when you can say 27? Oh, yes. Yeah, I agree. It's just when you've got the sort was he the Air, army chief, the Air Force chief? Mm-hmm. Just going, looks like I may start believing in Santa Claus too. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Just throw that, that in that, there. That's, not not? Even, that, that's just after seeing some scrolls turn back into scrolls. Yeah, you'd think he'd be a little bit more um, mortified that you know there are space aliens yeah. on on planet Earth. But yeah, it kind of kind of takes it. So, oh, okay. Well, you know, that's 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 incredible. But well yeah. done. And then they do all that, and they shake hands, and then the army aren't chasing them anymore. Uh, yeah, and the army don't take the scrolls into custody; they just no. leave them with the just, with the Fantastic yeah. Four. Yeah, like they need to know, and they just and the scrolls beg at them, don't don't kill us, because mm. at that point in time, it really looks like Reed's proper thinking over whether he's going to kill them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's just, so, and then he, so instead, he does something even worse to them. Uh, yeah, he turns them into, he hypnotizes them to thinking they're cows, <laughs> and leaves them in a field. This it was honestly, I did not see this ending coming. No. All right, so so they basically say we give up, we surrender, we'll be peaceful, yeah. and they go, well, we can't trust you not to, not to behave yourselves. So we're going to dictate what you turn into, and then we're going to hypnotize you into not remembering you were scrolls in the first place, yeah. so you'll just stay those animals. <laughs> and they just turn into cows yeah. and get left in a field. And The end. Or is it? Because <laughs> well, 30 years later, <laughs> we get another comic called The Scroll Kill Crew. Really? Which is based around four individuals who end up catching a, a, a form of BSE from the cows that were butchered that happened to be scrolls and they ate burgers of them. Of course that happened. Of course <laughs> that happened. <laughs> and the whole power of the Skull crew, Skill Kill Crew is because of this uh, scroll BSE, mm. they can see scrolls and, yeah, violence ensues. Nothing, <laughs> nothing that happens in comics is ever left alone. No. It took them 30 years to revisit those cows. <laughs> but they'll... D- It'll happen. It'll happen. I mean, yeah. come on, it's issue two. They're going to revisit issue two at some point. Yeah. Even the more bonkers bits of it. <laughs> yeah. I just love it. I, mean, I honestly didn't think it was going to end that way. And I'm just really? thinking, if I, if I were reading this as a kid, I would have yeah. thought this was fantastic. So, <laughs> you know, job done. Well done. Well done, uh, Lee and Kirby. Yeah. It's, you know, you've got two panels, three panels left. How do you end it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you've got to do something with the scrolls. Yeah. So uh, why not, not turn they, them they into cows? Actually, just assassinate them on on, on the third panel. Precisely. Tell them to bend down. You don't want your heroes murdering aliens in cold blood. Not no. yet, anyway. You have a bit where they they say morph into shovels and dig your own graves. Now, <laughs> now kneel in front of them. 
Although the human torch fires a, fires a bolt of flame through the back of each of their heads. I think we're a good 15 to 20 years off the Punisher yet, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the kind of thing he might get up to. <laughs> So we've gone through the space adventures. Now we're going back onto Earth for issue three, mm-hmm. yes. which is um, a key issue because it's the first, first time, as mentioned earlier, the Baxter building appears and yes. we get a handy cutaway of their, their map. This mm-hmm. is also the first time they suit up. It is. And it's the first appearance of the Fantasticar. Yeah. So they're, they're really kind of, even though this issue, I would say, is not one of the best. Yeah. It has a lot of world building going on in it. Like they they, they do the Baxter building, they do the Fantastic Car, they do this, yeah. they do the um, costumes. Well, this is the first. This is also the first issue with a letters column. Is it? This is where they they're hearing from their their fans, who are saying mm. they want them to be more like a superhero team. Ah, because okay. at the moment they're turning up in trilbies and suits. Yes. To uh, outrageous adventures with uh, extraterrestrial beings and under and subterranean beings, mm-hmm. and they're doing it in a fedora and yeah. uh, a, a nifty three piece suit. Yeah, they need a they need a look. They need some yeah. nice threads, and it's also the first issue with the strapline, the greatest comic magazine in the world. Yep, with three two exclamation points. It, Stan is nothing but you know <laughs> coy. Uh, <laughs> so we've got this whole issue now. Mm-hmm. And of course, still starts the same as every other issue. The Fantastic Four are just out and about. Yeah, just doing summer. But this time, they've gone to see a stage magician. Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah. As you do. And this magician's doing all sorts of tricks that obviously make the thing angry. Yes, everything makes the thing angry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's he's invited up on stage to break a log. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the magician just puts his hand through it. I mean, the magician is goading them. Yeah. Uh, he is kind of going, oh, I see we've got some celebrities in the audience. The Fantastic Four, I mean, they might be pretty special, but I'm bloody brilliant, me. Yeah. Which, the, obviously, the thing's not too happy about. It just sounds like David Copperfield to me. Mm, yeah. And he's got yeah. the kind of look of kind of Doctor Strange, Ra's al Ghul yeah. kind of thing going it, on. It's your Mandrake the Magician. Yeah. Exactly. It's a classic uh, goatee and top hat. Yeah, Mandrake's the word, isn't it? That's what that's yeah. that, that's that's what I should have written down rather than Doctor Strange or as I go. But yeah, yeah. it's that. It's that kind of magician, yeah. And so after they've got they've gone out of the theatre of the after the magician's gone a bit Yeah, look, I could do this all better than you. What I did note down actually about the magician thing is that there's a test of strength and the miracle man wins by magic or whatever. And then um then the thing the response from the thing is to to punch the Miracle Man yeah. so hard that if Miracle Man was a normal human, he'd probably explode his skull. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but luckily, because the Miracle Man is, well, has, we'll get, we'll get into his, his actual powers later because there's a bit of a twist later. He's not damaged at all, so it's fine. Yeah. At this point in time, the Fantastic Four are borderline psychopaths. Yes, they keep doing some really, really weird stuff. Um, yeah. and it comes, it'll come up again in a few more issues. Yeah, where they just—it's like, why are you people allowed? Why, why aren't you people locked up? They do—they do behave very um, irresponsibly a lot of the yeah. time. They're just like I know Reed's meant to be a genius. 
Mm-hmm. But there's some incredible leaps of logic that go on in this. <laughs> like this, what just comes up? Like there's a monster attack the city. They know monsters have attacked the city before. Mm-hmm. They know monsters can come up and attack. So what they think? Oh, it's magic. Mm. Must be the miracle man. Yeah. Yeah, because obviously it will be, won't it? Well, they couldn't have just seen a bit of a dick music magician. Because to be fair, most magicians are a bit of a dick. Yeah, I mean, so I think they come away from the the show, and Reed kind of ponders that it's fortunate that um, the Miracle Man isn't a baddie. Yeah, and then immediately he is a baddie. Yeah, to be fair, they are right because uh, the police pick up a note, which uh, I just thought was brilliant. So I wrote it down. I, the Miracle Man, declare war on the whole human race. I intend to conquer the earth. <laughs> When does he deliver that note? Is that is that after he brings that monster to yeah. life? Yeah. And so yeah, he, bring, he brings like it. a big a big papier mâché monster to life, doesn't he? Yeah. And then it just pops into obscurity again. <laughs> also, I noted that the the police seem seem to have standard issue bazookas. Yes. Which I thought was interesting. <laughs> yeah, get the bazooka on the double. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh crap! There's a massive monster. Quick, go, go, go! Grab the bazookas out of the back of the uh, out of the back of the squad car. Yeah. <laughs> and they do seem to be driving around 1930s uh, squad cars as well. It's the bit we all I forgot to mention is that they're giving a, the thing a mask. Yes. So when she designs the costume, she kind of comes up because it's obviously Sue designs them because yeah. she's a woman. Yep. Um, and. Uh, Reed puts on his suit without even taking off, taking out his uh, pipe. His pipe. <laughs> <laughs> but Ben's has like, yeah, Ben's has a helmet to hide yeah. his grotesque face. Yeah. Nice one, Sue. That's uh, very sensitive of you. But that's also something that's revisited back in the in the nineties. Is it um, when the thing takes on the uh, the Hulk, uh, the thing takes on Wolverine mm. in a fight, as they do. And Wolverine doesn't hold back with his claws for once and gashes up the thing's face. Mm. He wears that helmet. Does he? Yeah. You see? So it's like all the same. These yeah. things all come back around. That note, made, that note about conquering the earth, maybe so, because it's written around the man's thumb. It is. It's written. It's also written around the borders of the panel as well. Yeah. So, that, so you can read the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of just showing the whole thing, maybe slightly further away. Yeah. With the thumb more in the corner. Uh, it's the art. It's the art of... Ja- you've got to jam that in there. Yeah. That's how Kirby drew it. So you've got to get the mess- all the whole message on. So there you go. Yeah. I bet no kid would have even noticed. No. No, 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 no. It's just because it was such a spectacular statement. And then I noticed <laughs> the thumb. Yeah, made, absolutely. Made yeah. it stick out to me. I know. I noticed that it was written to fit in the panel around <laughs> the thumb, but obviously that's me as a you know forty-four-year-old man who's read a million comics. This is written by the. This was written by the Miracle Man, so maybe he knew exactly yeah. where the person holding it and how they'd hold it. So he it had could to do, couldn't he? Yes. Yeah. But then and this leads us on to the the Fantastic Car being used. Yes. What a strange contraption the Fantastic Car is. Yeah. It's like a, a lozenge yep. that kind of splits into four bits. Yep. And none of them look practical. No. <laughs> they all seem to be drawn with a fan underneath them. Yeah, it's anti-grav or something, isn't it? Like, yeah. I, I think that's how they explain it working. 
yeah, they just get in a car, splits into four, and then another another monster attacks. Yeah, is, is it not the same yeah. monster that just? Well, it looks the same. Yeah, and yeah, that's right. I think so. And they and uh, the torch but sets it on it, fire. I think. Uh, well, uh, Mister Fantastic has a go with his stretchiness first. Yes, he does. Yeah. Uh, and then work. the human torch turns up. They all turn up one by one to have a go at it. Yeah. But it's just Stanley at some of his stanniness. When the monster reappears, at that moment, barely half a mile away, a living monster. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, that makes me cough. Uh, <laughs> a living monster crashes through a brick wall of a nation's most carefully guarded jewellery store. Yes, because the Miracle Man is a, is a jewellery thief now. Yeah. But a living monster. Not just a monster. It's a living monster. Yes. I thought he was declaring war on the whole room, human race, but now he's stealing jewels. It's a no, big he's, step down. He's, he's declaring it on jewellers. <laughs> yeah. You know, he was at school. He was bullied by a, a, by a, one of the Ratner's kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he decided to take on all jewellers as a result. It's just like the Mole Man. Yes, he he is all over the shop with his plan, yeah. because the next thing he does is steal an atomic tank. Yes. But what, is he going to drive that around declaring war on people, I guess? Yeah. Well, what else would you do with an atomic tank? I don't know. Well, this fella's got, this monster's got that atomic tank for some time, because it seems to be getting day, uh, dark now. Yeah, so the by the time that Sue and Ben turn up, yeah. So when he steals the tank, Sue kind of um, stoles away on board. Yeah, and then we have a break so that we can recap their origin again. Yes, as you do. Yeah, because you know you might not have read issue one and two, so you need no. to uh, you need to be reminded of why these guys have got these powers. Because they all get defeated, Sue disappears, so mm. the other three recount their origin. Yeah, Reed has a pipe. He does, of course. One of the common themes. Ben gets angry. Yeah. Reed has a pipe. Sue disappears. Yeah. And Johnny goads Thing into getting more angry. Yeah. Uh, which happens straight off their origin. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> we got, I didn't we even. I origin. wasn't even alluding to this. It's just it happens yeah. a lot. Yeah. Well, it, it it was the next thing in the sequence. Pretty much. All the, and all this time, Sue using her power of. I can disappear and not get involved in the fight. Mm-hmm. Is carrying on, and she's sneaking around a junkyard that now has an atomic tank. Yeah, this is another thing. Sue can turn invisible, and that's great, but she always gets found out somehow. Yeah, this time it's a dog who can smell her. Yeah, because you can't make her scent invisible. No, so he immediately makes her. Be- he commands her to become visible, which she does, and then he kind of hypnotizes her. Yeah, essentially. And she fires off a Fantasti Flare. Yes, the Fantasti Flare, used in almost every issue. <laughs> yeah. And this time they get in a helicopter. Mm-hmm. So they have the Fantasti car. <laughs> yes. And they've parked it back. But this is the this is the Fantasti Copter, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it was in the uh, cutaway. <laughs> I think you I think you'll find. <laughs> oh. In the cutaway earlier in the issue, you see a bit of foreshadowing here. You've got. The the Pogo orbit plane hanger, yeah. The Fantastic car hanger and the yeah. Fantastic copter hanger. 
So yeah. they took the fantastic copter out this time because, you know, why not have two different flying vehicles? Yeah. Why not? In in the entire first ten issues, I never see them use the, the Pogo orbit plane or the long-range passenger missile that can take them to anywhere on the planet in seconds. Oh, we do have the Pogo coming up. Well, we have it coming up, but they don't use it. It's, I think it's being dismantled. Yes. Yes, we'll get on to that. Because <laughs> um, that, that, when we get on to that, it's actually a trope throughout the Fantastic Four that comes up. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I look forward to that then, yeah. But if, the, but if Thanos is good enough to have a helicopter, why can't the Fantastic Four? Yeah, why not? Yeah, fine. Yeah. So all this time, they've gone off, and Johnny is in a, a soda bar. Mm. Yeah, and again, this is, this is another thing that Johnny does from time to time. He kind yeah. of gets in a strop yep. and leaves... And sings to hang out with the characters from Archie Comet. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Right, there's there's many common tropes throughout it. They all involve the Fantastic Four at one point in time. Each of them will go away. Mm-hmm. I think all of them have quit the Fantastic Four at some point. Johnny will always... Go, he either runs off to school, he runs off to a soda bar, or he runs off to a mechanics. Yes. The Thing will put on a trench coat and a hat, and then either wander off to Yancey Street to get abused, mm. wander up the street to be abused, <laughs> wander somewhere to be abused, or go see his blind girlfriend who yes. doesn't abuse him. Doesn't um, abuse him. Yeah. Sue will go shopping. <laughs> of course she <you> will. <laughs> yeah. And Reed will disappear to another dimension. Of course. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. I mean, I could have guessed all of those, especially yeah. especially <laughs> the shopping and another dimension. Yeah. Because there's many a start where Sue is out shopping, so has to go invisible. Yes. In the middle of a crowd that didn't notice she was there anyway. Yeah, she does that, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. And then they notice she's turned invisible. All four of them do cause an awful lot of a ruckus for no reason sometimes. Just yeah. just because. Just because. No reason yeah. at all. So, yeah, we get to the, the, the final chapter. Because there's yes. chapters in every issue, which is, yeah. uh, which is interesting. You don't get that in a modern comic book. No. Each issue would be in a, a chapter now. Yeah, whereas each issue has like five chapters in it. Yeah. It's in case you lose your place with the incredibly complicated plot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of... I mean, admittedly, like you said, you know, there's a lot of words. So you could, you know, yeah. you could get slowed down, not finish it, <laughs> have to come back. Yeah, so Ben and Reed confront Miracle Man, who's got a key. He has got a key. key. (laughs) We don't know why he's got a key, but he's got a key. He's pointing the key at him, just so he can show he can turn it into a gun. Mm. Which rather Uh, gives him away, doesn't it? Yeah, they they now know he's the baddie. (laughs) Well, they also also now kind of, because in a few more panels, I think, Reed works out what his abilities are. Yeah. But doing things with the things like this key business rather gives you away that that's what you're doing. Yeah. But anyway, continue. Reed bounces around. Ben kicks Reed by the look of it in one panel. Uh, yeah. Uses him like a football. Uh, so that gives uh, Miracle Man a chance to run away with Sue. In the tank? Yes. Which, instead of driving around all of the nice uh, empty area around it, drives through a pile of cars. Yeah, why not? Yeah. yeah, I suppose if you've got an atomic tank, why not take it's, out some more cars? He can drive that atomic tank can drive through anything, so why wouldn't you? You know. Yeah, so they go and nick a car. Yeah, because uh, the, there's something. Is there something wrong with the copter? I don't know. The miracle man cut the drive cable of your copter. Oh, there you go. It's death. It's death to use it. The torch says as he finally oh, see, turns there up. There you go. 
Yeah, so there's all these cars, so they nick uh, a 1920s sports car. Yeah, yeah, out of all the cars, when well, actually all of the cars are really old. Yeah. So, okay, fair enough. Even though this is the 60s, they seem to be using really old cars all the time anyway. Mm. I guess maybe they just thought the modern cars were were a fad and they, they, they wouldn't, <laughs> you know, they wouldn't last. So let's let's yeah. do something classic. And a 1929 Roadster would be timeless. Mm. Precisely. Yeah. Um, the wheel comes off, which gives uh, Reed the opportunity to become a wheel for a while. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Just showing off his As powers. Um, you know, because uh, was Plastic Man invented by now? This is very Plastic Manny. Yes, it is very Plastic Man, isn't it? Uh, plastic Man is, does have more of a tendency to turn into objects, doesn't he? Whereas, yeah. you know, really, Mister Fantastic is more just a stretchy man. Yeah. Than he is a a man that turns into things. Yeah, he's more Ralph Digby. Yes, exactly. Yes, much more elongated man than uh, as as we had a discussion about this the other day. Yeah, with uh, with my uh, my other co-host, um, Virtual <laughs> Dave. Yeah. So Reed does his tiry bit. So the torch decides, oh, I'm tired of driving this thing now, and flies off. Yeah. So this is now careering with one of the Fantastic Four as a wheel. The thing just hanging on the side. Yeah, Johnny just takes off. Johnny just takes off <laughs> and decides to uh, blind everyone inside the tank, which his sister is in there. But yes, this is this is the beginning of of the Human Torch inventing a new power every yeah. every issue. I think. Yeah. He's, he suddenly, he does, I mean, this will come up a few more times, but he suddenly just has a new thing that he can do. And this one is he, he makes a massive giant flash that blinds everybody, which yeah. somehow cancels Miracle Man's powers. Yeah. But then that actually leads to the whole reveal that he had no superpowers. It was all just hypnosis. Mm-hmm. So the giant monster he created out of hypnosis that smashed into a jeweler's. Yeah. That, that was wasn't hypnosis. real. Yeah. yeah. He chops the log in half with hypnosis. Yeah. So, yeah. It hypnotizes everyone into seeing that occur, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's tenuous to say the least, but, yeah. um, but it's fine. In... I'm a, I'm an, I'm, I'm a six to seven year old child reading this. <laughs> I don't care. It's yeah. fine. But all of it is enough to make the human torch run off. Yeah, well, we get we, we get right back into the bickering. They've just yeah. won. They've just saved the saved the world. But Ben is not happy that Reed is crediting Johnny with the success. <laughs> so he has a go at him. Then they have an argument, and the torch goes, "Ah, oh, fuck this," and leaves. Ben has literally done nothing. <laughs> he hasn't done anything. <laughs> All he I did mean, was try to kill a man he didn't know could take it. Usually, usually, I, I, I side, I've sided with Ben. I mean, he, he gets, he, he does get treated like shit a lot yes. of the time, especially by Reed. But in this one instance, yeah, there's no reason for him to kick no. off uh, Johnny. No. Uh, to which Johnny goes, right, I'm leaving. I'm, I'm off. I'm no, I'm leaving the team. Uh, fuck you guys. Yeah. Which actually then segues into issue four. It does. Absolutely. It leads into the next issue. Which is a quite a big issue for Fantastic Four, because this is reintroduction of a Golden Age superhero. Indeed. Uh, the Submariner returns. 
He does, yes. Uh, Namor. Yeah, and instead of making this a big surprise, it's plastered all over the front of the comic. Yeah. Uh, That's going to sell, though, isn't it? Yeah. Whereas nowadays... Whoa! Submariner? Fantastic. Nowadays, there'd be a last-page reveal. Mm. And then the next issue would have the Submariner plastered all over it. Yeah, you need it up front. <laughs> and this, again, starts with the thing being angry. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a typical trope, yes. It starts with the thing being angry about Johnny being gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, or, or, and I guess also kind of, I don't think he's really interested in, the rest of the team are kind of, you know, Sue and, um, and Reed are like, we, we need to go find Johnny. And he's yeah. like, no, we don't. Why would we want to do no. that? But he gets kind of like cajoled into doing it, doesn't he, eventually? Yeah, it'd be nice if they had them all. To know. Otherwise, it's a fantastic three, and it's not quite. It, it kind as of rich. ruins the team, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, they haven't got the She Hulk in yet to be able to replace anyone with. Yep, that's true. <laughs> so you know they've got to go find the Human Torch or Herbie the robot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we. I think we've got to wait to the seventies to get Herbie. Yeah, if I remember yeah. correctly. <laughs> we're only in. A, we're still in nineteen sixty-one at the minute. Mm, exactly. So I th- what I wrote down about this was after much self-righteous bollocks and finger pointing, uh, <laughs> the uh, the Fantastic Three go looking for Johnny. Yeah. Uh, and they do it in really inappropriate ways. They just seem to wander off to whatever they fancy doing. Yeah. Hoping you'll be there. Yeah, they, yeah, they do. And they, and they cause some right havoc. My favourite yeah. bit of havoc is where um, Reed sees some motorcyclists and goes, yeah. oh, maybe they know where he is. So he just grabs one off his bike, lifts yeah, him drags off him the, on the floor, <laughs> Drags him a full pelt. <laughs> what damage has he done to this fella's bike? I know. That's gone and, careening off God knows where. And the guy just, the guy's like, oh, wow, it's Mr. Fantastic. You're, you're like a, you're like a, a celebrity. And he yeah. goes, oh, shut up and tell me where, uh, where Johnny is. And he's like, yeah. I don't know. He's like, oh, well, get lost then. At no point does he say, who's Johnny? <laughs> Johnny who? Here we go. Is Mr. Fantastic G? I never knew you were real. I'm real enough, son. But if you don't know where Johnny Storm is, I've no more time to waste with you. Yep. And then drops him. Meanwhile, his motorcycle is careered off the road into a ditch. He's yep. probably in a burning heap. Probably off the side of a cliff somewhere. Yeah, yep. it's gone. Yeah. But but it's fine. Into a bus full of orphans, gone up in flames. Yep. <laughs> Reed just wanders off. Yeah, Sue just wanders off and goes shopping again. Oh, she no, doesn't she go and have it? She goes to a bar. Yeah, she's in a bar drinking a coke, uh, scaring people because she's doing it invisible. Because why? Why? I mean, there's no reason for her to do it invisible, but she does do it invisible. So yeah, it's the thing who has the only good idea of wandering off to a random garage mm-hmm. and going, "Oh look, here he is." Yeah, which seems to be the most random thing. Out of all three of them. Yes. But it's the most successful. Well, it's successful apart from the thing doesn't go about it in a particularly um, diplomatic no. way. When he finds him, he gets angry about it. He just smashes a hole in the side of the garage. and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> picks a car up. At this point, it's not even sure he knows he's in there. He <laughs> <No. laughs> smashes a hole in the car in the side and he, and he picks the car up that Johnny's working on how, how, above his head. Yeah. So this is this is not the way you convince someone to come back, is it really? I like to think that he's actually. This is like the seventeenth place he's been. All of them, he smashed through the wall, 
picked up a car to look if he's underneath it and dropped it. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. It's very, it's very on, you know, on brand for uh, for yeah. Ben Grimm. He's just gone, smash some stuff. Oh, there he is. 29th times the charm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is why the the Fantastic Four end up bankrupt. Uh, oh, that's that's got, a beautiful... They've got some damages to pay. That's a beautiful thing. I, I, I hadn't expected... An, we'll get on to it, but I hadn't expected an issue where the uh, where it's... The, the, the storyline is the Fantastic Four run out of money. Yeah, there was a whole series about that, but I'll get on to that in a bit. Um, so Ben's found him, but the torch runs off again. He does, yeah. And he um, ends up inside a roughhouse shelter. In the Bowery. So we're actually in New York now. Yeah. Uh, they founded the Baxter building is in New York now. Mm-hmm. So he just he's in there, seeing some down and outs. So he sees some random fellow with a beard, gets into a bit of a fight. He gets a bit tasty in a fight. So the first thing Johnny Storm does, decide to burn his beard off. Yes, yeah. Well, yeah, that's, some of the other bums say that he's very strong, this guy. Yeah, but he just could be strong compared to them. But no, yeah, yeah. But for some he reason... He doesn't do any like, superhero heroic feats of any kind. Yeah. He's just sitting there and gets rid of some people who accost him. Exactly. And uh, Johnny decides it's time to get a proper look at him. Yeah. And burns his beard off with his finger. Yeah. Not worrying about his skin at all, but does a really close shave. Well, this is the thing, though. This is the, the, the torch's powers are so mad. Yeah. He can burn skin, burn hairs off people's faces without actually, t- you know, scolding their faces in any way or burning their skin. He does a lot of mad shit. This is some yeah. of the. This is actually some of the tamer mad shit, to be honest. <laughs> um, but he just has a guess that it's the submariner. So at this point in time, he's just got a man who's got a bit of a burnt face and singed hair. Yeah. So what's he do? He drops him in the ocean to prove he's right. Yes, I I noted that down. Yeah. Uh, Johnny burns off his beard. His firepowers are very odd. And he chucks him in the sea to bring back his memories. It works, but understandably, he's pissed off with humans <laughs> who destroyed his people's homes, but not his people, with subatomic right. tests. Plus, one just burnt his beard off and threw him in the sea. <laughs> <laughs> so now he's angry and moist. Uh, um, he's seen up that, and this is the f- another was like a bomb. Mm. So it's actually mentioned the atomic bomb blows up his uh, underground kingdom. Yeah. Now, maybe this is why he was forgotten. He didn't want to remember this stuff. No, yeah. He's traumatised. <laughs> yeah. So he, so he's seen this, so he decides, first thought, let's kill everyone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, why not? As you do. So how does he do this? He gets the horn and calls a monster. Yeah, of course he does. He yeah. seems to be a whale with arms and legs. Uh, giganto. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he goes and gets his special trumpet horn. Yeah, which wasn't blown up by any atomic bombs. No, he buried it somewhere, didn't he? Yeah. He went, went still, and dug it up. Yeah, so that's on foresight that he buried it. Yes. So there's a monster attack. Yes. Everyone's ooh, scared about that. So how do they decide to get rid of this monster? Um. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's all very kaiju, isn't it? It's all very Japanese yeah. kind of. He's a giant monster attacking New York from from Hudson River or whatever. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think there's an attempt before the things attempt. Um, well, they fire some stuff at it. Yeah, they 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 go for the normal route, like firing yeah. cannons at him. But then, in a, in a massive leap of logic, 
Yep. Uh, the thing goes, I know what I'll do is I'll strap a nuclear bomb to my back and wander inside Giganto and drop it off in there and come back out again and blow him up. See, I think this is a massive sign of depression from the thing. (laughs) Um, I think he's had enough at this point. I mean, it's fair enough. (laughs) Um, He doesn't know an atomic bomb might kill him. No. But he's going, yeah, strap it on. I'm going to walk in there. He doesn't know if the monster would just bite through him. He's just going, no, nah, nah. He's very lucky. What, what that, other options are there? He's very lucky that the monster's having a rest at that time. Yeah. And so he can just wander in. You never, you always tack a monster while it's having a nap. Mm. Yeah. Yes. With a bomb strapped to your back that's the same size as you are. <laughs> Bigger, in fact. It's gigantic. Yeah. And then he has a fight with um, some kind of creature inside the monster for a little while. Just, yes. Just, just because, you know, it gives you about three or four more panels of action. Yeah, this is where. So now you know where uh, Transformers got it for Unicron. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They're inside it. Let's have some monsters inside for them to fight. Of course, yeah, yeah. of course. So the, the thing goes in, mm. and S- Sue gets the horn. Yeah, she goes invisible <laughs> and steals it off of uh, Namor, yeah. and Namor fancies Sue immediately. Yeah, because I've wrote it down. Sue invisibly uh, takes the horn and gives Submariner the horn. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He he stops her like straight away, and then she turns visible, and he's like, "Oh, hello, hello." Well, here is a prize worth catching, he says. Yes. <laughs> oh, there's some good dialogue in this, <laughs> and so of course then they fight because Reed's getting a bit jealous by this. Yes. Yep. It's like, no, leave my bird alone, oi, mate. You don't yep. know more. Reed's very much got, got this kind of assumption that. Sue is his bird, isn't he? Because yeah. no one's actually... That's not been set in stone in any way yet. No, it's not even like any showing of them getting, uh, you know, even to holding hands. No, it's just basically, point. well, clearly Reed is the best looking one and, and he's the older man with the pipe. So and he's... also the only one she's not related to. Yes. That, there's that... isn't a monster. <laughs> well, is she related to the thing? Johnny Storm. No, but is she related to the thing? No, because he, he's the monster, isn't he? He kind of fancies her as well at one point, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah particularly uh, in flashbacks later on. Mm. So yeah, there's a massive fight with uh, with Namor, yeah. who is understandably pretty pretty strong. Because this is a villain, that, another villain that's probably in the right. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, I, okay. Miracle Man wasn't the scrolls, not so much. Mole Man was. Submariner, yeah, good on you. Take down the uh, elite. Yeah, I have no, I have no quarrel with the Submariner. Maybe, maybe some of his, um, some of his methods, but generally. He's just pissed off at the human race, and rightly so. Yeah. However, because we've only got another nine panels left, we have to wrap this yeah. up. So yeah. suddenly, um, Johnny Storm develops another ability again, and this time now he can create tornadoes. Yes, he creates tornadoes, sucks off the submariner. <laughs> Do you want to rephrase that? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I think this is a very sexually charged issue. Yes, uh, he does suck off the uh, the submariner and uh, Giganto at the same yeah. time and dumps them in the sea. Yeah. So, uh, despite the fact the submariner's now back where he's strongest, yes, he just goes and swims off and goes, "I'll get you." Yeah, he basically. just gives up. He just goes, yeah. "Oh right, um, well that's the end of that then." You know, okay, yeah, yeah. you beat me fair and square. I'm off. Because of all of them, that one just seems to end. It just ends. Yeah, it does. It yeah. does. 
And Jack doesn't even bother drawing their bodies. He just draws their four floating heads Yeah. at the end, uh, signing off. Yeah. Job done. So this leads us into issue five. Issue five. And also, also, as we've been going along, we've been having the Fantastic Four pin-up pages. Oh, yes. um, Which are quite fun. I don't have them in my copy. Oh, yeah. I do remember them. Yeah, you've got got one of each. And uh, you've also got The Hulk is Coming. There's lots of teasers for The Hulk, who's going to be a new comic hitting the stands very soon. Well, you talk about that. Right, so we start off, let's get to that, because we have to start with what how this issue starts, because Doom is just up to something. It's like generic evil at this point. Yeah. Once again, it's a bit, it's a cold open. No one explains who he is, he's just there. Yeah, and he just seems to be up to evil. Yeah, I mean, he, he hangs around, I mean, the, fir- the first time we see him, he's he's got a chessboard with, like, yeah. The the Fantastic Four on the chessboard. He's got a, um, a book on demons, a book on science and sorcery, and he's got a vulture. He's definitely a bad guy. Of course, he's in a green robe and he's got a metal face. I mean, he doesn't look like a yeah. good guy. But this is what I mean. He just seems to be up to generic evil. Yeah. But then that leads us on to the next occurrence of the thing getting angry. Mm-hmm. So we cut back to New York and the thing gets angry because the torch is reading Hulk number one. Yeah. <laughs> so segueing on from the advert of Hulk number one, the next issue, yeah. he's reading Hulk one, yeah. yeah, yeah, and that makes the thing angry. It does, yeah. Right, he hasn't met the Hulk, uh, the Hulk at this point. He's just angry. He's reading a comic. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. And I think uh, doesn't he kind of suggest that um, maybe the Hulk would make mince me out of him or something? I don't know. Oh, he always says that. That's a, that's just that's just the thing and journey. Oh, he's, no! Oh, he says the Hulk reminds yeah. him of the thing, and the thing's like yeah. angered by that. Yeah, it doesn't take much to anger Ben. So Ben starts smashing up the joint. Yep, as you do when you're out in public. And then Reed does what he always does, which is turns into a big cord and kind of wraps around him and yeah, like subdues him. Yeah, because. Obviously, the thing couldn't stretch stretch an elastic band. No, no, not at all. No, 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 no. So that gets all right. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is when we get them. We get a Doom origin. Well, first plonked in. First, first uh, Doom drops a big net over the Baxter Building. I think. Ah, yes. But then, yeah, because he remembers his voice, doesn't he? Yeah, he he does. He, yeah, he drops a big netter, and then he kind of uh, um, gives you his origin. Yeah. Because Reed remember recognizes that voice from college. Yeah, that's right. And uh, yep, and that's when you get Ben decides to do what he does: get angry at Annette. <laughs> so the origin is that he went. They they both went to college together, didn't they, or something? And yep, and um, they went to college. Um, Reed was sharing was either depending on what version. This version, I think they were sharing a room. Um, and but Doom was trying to connect the contact the other realm. That's right. A machine he had to put his head in. Yes, yeah, it looks like a uh, looks like a hair dryer. Yeah, like one of those big ones. His ca- that go- calculations are off, and Doom burnt his face. That's right. So, so he's he's a genius, but he's a, he's a he's he's a, he's a master of science and sorcery. He's interested in yeah. the uh, in the dark arts. Yep, he loves them, mm-hmm. and he's but he thinks that he can control magic through science. Mm, I like it. Uh, 
he is Reed Richards. Yeah. He's a he's an arrogant genius. It's just I think at some point Reed told him magic's stupid, so he decided <laughs> to go, No, it's not, and doubled down on magic. Yeah. Um actually his mum taught him magic, but that's later on. Uh but he's a he's a perfect yin or yang yeah. to um to Reed's yin. Yeah. Uh the the two sides of the same coin. Mm. Just one's a global despot, the other one is a, a psychopath. I mean, um, I'll let you work. Um, which way around which one they are? Which one's which? We're not quite <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, obviously, this leads to the Fantastic Four getting captured by the Doom. Well, the, actually, I wrote down Doom's plan because it's very convoluted. Yeah. So, he traps them in their tower yeah. with a net. Yeah. Then he demands that they release Sue so he can take yeah. her hostage. Although he already has them all hostage, really. Yep. Then he uses Sue as collateral to force them all to come to his castle. Yep. Then he forces the the lads yep. to go back in time to steal yep. Blackbeard's treasure chest because there's yes. a, there's there's some jewels in there that can help him take over the world. Uh, yeah, it, it does seem like this is all stuff he could have done himself. He could have done it. Yeah, although it turns out he couldn't have done it. <laughs> well, no, we'll you'll get onto that, won't we? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's no way he could have done. No, that. no, it, there's an interesting time paradox, isn't there? Yeah, so they, they go back in time mm-hmm. and just fight pirates. Yeah, as you do. Yeah, like literally, it just launches into fighting pirates. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, straight yeah. away. Straight away. And then they decide to dress up like pirates so they can fight more pirates. Mm-hmm. And they give the thing a big hat and a big beard. Um, a, a black beard. A black beard. <laughs> <laughs> and then it turns out that after fighting more pirates, thing is the black beard. Well, I think, I don't know when they dress up. I think they dress up to, yeah, they dress up to like um, blend in. Yeah. Um, and then... Oh no! They get some pirate fighting in before they dress yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, they do. But, they immediately turn up, get some pirate, but, and fighting. then they get and then they get drugged by a, a wench in a tavern, and they yeah. fall unconscious, and then they're basically press ganged into being on this pirate ship. Yeah, and then they fight some more pirates. Yeah, and they pretty take pretty much take over the ship. Yeah, um, and Blackbeard gets put in power. And then Johnny says, oh, no, 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 look, here's, the, here's Blackbeard's treasure chest. And it was like, well, no one said, he only said he wanted the chest. Yeah, that's so right. So they decide to take the contents out, just dump it. Yeah, Reed fills it with chains. <laughs> yeah. And goes, well, he only wanted the chest, so. That's not going to make him angry when no. he gets it at all. <laughs> so, yeah, but you do realise that they've got your fourth member, he's got your fourth member yeah. as, as, as a hostage and could do anything to yeah. her. So you're just going to turn up. Here you go. Don't look inside, whatever you do. Yep. You promise you won't look until we're at least <laughs> 500 miles away. <laughs> and none of this stealing our bit, locking us in our building again with magic rope. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the thing turns Obviously, out to be Doom's the actual not... Blackbeard. Yeah. And he considers staying, but he has. He end, they end up convincing him to go back, don't they? Yeah. I think he's like, um, I like this. No one cares that I'm an ugly monster. It also does get revisited. He does get to be Blackbeard again later. Yeah, people respect me here. I want to stay. But then they 
I mean, I don't know why he goes back in the end. Um, it just wouldn't be the Fantastic Four if he didn't. I know. Why can't I stay? The future holds nothing for me. In the ni- in the 20th century, I'm nothing but a, mon- a monster, a freak. But here, I'm somebody. I'm a leader of men. I'm a captain. I'm the guy who started the legend of Blackbeard. The kids will be reading about me in school someday. I ain't never giving this up. Never. <laughs> but then there's a, a, a convenient um, twister that kind of gathers them all up and they crash land they crash on a on a on an island and uh and then doom just decides they've had long enough they must have yeah it. he brings them back and brings them back with his, with his time traveling square yeah um which comes back many many times in the future yeah it's a cool um, little device though isn't it it just kind of like yeah plonks down on them and uh, all of a sudden they're transported back to where they came from so they get back to the present they give doom his uh Blackbeard's treasure chest with its contents. They do. Chains. So Doom's obviously not happy with this, so they fight. Yeah, because why would he be? Yeah. He's not. Yeah. yeah. A Fantastic Four win, and it turns out it's a robot Doctor Doom. It's a Doom bot. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, because they. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The real Doctor Doom is elsewhere. Yeah. And so Doom gets his jetpack on and disappears. Yes, they do. So then they escape the, um, the castle. Yeah. Once again, Johnny. Gives us a new power, yeah. Um, which I mean, I mean, maybe you being you being a man of science, maybe you can explain this to me. So this is how he explains it: by giving my flame the the intensity of atomic heat, I can actually boil a section of the water away and fuse the ground, turning it into a glass-like substance. It can be done, but <laughs> he can't do it. That's uh, that's how they get across the moat that's full of like. Crocodiles yeah. and serpents and shit. It's not going to work. Like, it, yeah, no. <laughs> um, because it, fluid dynamics and things yeah, like that. Yeah, I would have thought, I mean, yeah, maybe he could boil the water away, but then you just have an empty moat. Yeah, but still with, still with bad things in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose, not swimming I suppose they, they would be less mobile and you could kind of like run across and you might be better. But no, he turns it into a weird kind of glass substance and they walk yeah. across. The thing is... The thing could take a crocodile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there you go. Uh, Reed could stretch his legs to just walk over. Uh, Johnny can fly. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think Reed does do that, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He stretches across and pulls a hole in the wall, but then doesn't stretch across to yeah. help them walk across. So they have to make this um, glass-like yeah. substance. But he can fly, and the thing just will be fine. Yeah. So it's only really Sue who requires this yeah. causeway that he's made. Yeah, who Reed could just stretch over and pick her up and carry it, pull her over. He's already stretched across it once already. He could do it again. It's important to show all four heroes using their power, except Stu, of course. We're not that bothered about Stu. Using their power in some way. Although they do do it quite a lot. Quite regularly, they'll have each one showcase their powers, usually in sequence. Yeah, sadly. (laughs) Uh, But... This is also, this is the introduction to the character who is quite often named the number one comic book supervillain of all time. Mm. What do you think of this number one superhero villain of all time? I mean, he's he's interesting. <laughs> he's yeah, but yeah, he seems well. He, he's just he just wants world domination, doesn't he? Yeah, and he but but I don't know. I think it's quite. 
I think it's quite interesting that he's both he's got one foot in science, one foot in mysticism. And he is quite enigmatic. And I think that's what makes him interesting. That you know, the 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 mask, the 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 out the costume and then his his interest in arcane arts and the fact that he seems to have an intellect that kind of matches that of of Reed. Yeah. It's it's bonkers, but I, and I don't know. It's a fairly good setup, I think. He gets much more character development as we go on. Mm. Even within the Lee and Kirby run, he gets better. Yeah. This is very much a, a sketch of what he becomes. As are most of these characters in the yeah. first 10 issues. Right. He's not even the Lord of Latveria yet. No, he just has a castle and we don't even know where it yeah. is. But that's another thing. He's got a castle that they seem to get to very quickly. Mm. But how many castles in New York are there? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, they don't really say, do they? I don't think they at any point tell you where this castle is. It just, no. it just kind of goes there. Um, yeah. Um, oh no, but I suppose it says uh, with a sudden, unexpected surge of rocket power, the helicopter blazes through the sky almost at unbelievable speed. We will reach yeah. my castle stronghold within minutes, and then they yeah. reach his castle stronghold. But they don't say where it is or no. how far away it is. So we don't know if we're in Eastern Europe. Yet. Yeah, we've got no idea. And they've got to get back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that, you so... know, that's fine because the, the issue ends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they get back on their own time. So, there we have it, the introduction of the greatest comic book villain of all time. Some might say, you might not say, but I do say. <laughs> How do we follow that? The answer is, no, we don't. That's enough for you today. We'll come back, though, for the next episode, where we'll do the next five issues of what began, what is considered the Marvel Age of Comics. Absolutely, and being the first episode, we slightly overestimated how many issues we could cover in a couple of hours. Early days, we're learning and all that. Yeah. Also, before we go, I do want to thank you for listening and thank my excellent sibling, the Vidi Printer, for our wonderful theme music and stings and also Will Not Compute for our lovely logo, which he is currently still working on, but you'll be seeing it right now on all your podcast players. It's beautiful. Yeah, thanks, guys. You're absolute geniuses doing things I could never dream be able to do. Indeed. Well, until next time, bye. Until next time, true believers. Bye. We are back, 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 back issues.